The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Those are the opening words from Mark's Gospel. There's been good news this week, genuinely good news, with the announcement that the first vaccine has been cleared by regulators. We're expecting medical staff in the coming week to begin receiving vaccinations before a rollout to the rest of us in coming months. It's going to take time, but it's a wonderful, remarkable step that's depended upon the collaboration of scientists and policy makers across the world. Although the media channels sometimes have to go on the hunt for good news stories to put at the end of their bulletins, just to put a smile on our faces, this was really good news, and it appeared, not at the end of our news bulletins, but was there, the headline news of the week. Today, we start reading once more from Mark's Gospel, and we begin this week at the very beginning. Mark begins, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We can think of these words as like the title of Mark's book, setting out what the book as a whole is all about. As far as we know, when Mark first wrote his book, there was no title page. We now speak of Mark's Gospel, or the Gospel according to St Mark. The title by which we know the book probably came later. These opening words of the Gospel, in all likelihood, were the original title words. And Mark tells us straight away that his book is good news, or Gospel in the old English word. Why is it good news? Or why did Mark call his book good news? We think Mark was the earliest of the four Gospels to be written. He didn't just decide to follow Matthew's example and write a Gospel book. Mark penned these opening words and created gospel writing. Mark's gospel book offers something that is both new and news. The gospel is new. When Mark wrote his gospel, it was brand new, not just as a book, but as a gospel. We pick up the words, maybe having heard them many times before, We tend to think of these words as old, stretching back nearly 2,000 years. And yet, as we hear them, we're invited to listen to them, as if for the first time, to hear them new. And there is something new, revolutionary, about this book. In chapter 2 of Mark's Gospel, Jesus shares a parable with the disciples. He tells them, no one puts new wine 
into old wineskins. Otherwise the wine will burst the skin, and the wine will be lost. One puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Those words are true of the gospel as a whole. Mark is sharing new wine. It's intoxicating stuff. It's still bubbling up with the fermentation process. It's alive. And so Mark finds a whole new way of storytelling to share this new wine. What he shares is gospel. Good news. Just what makes this story so shocking and so new? Well, it's a very human story, set in the Palestinian hill country before heading south to Jerusalem in the second half. It's a story of flesh and blood people. A ragamuffin bunch of fishermen and other sundry types from Galilee. Women make an appearance, often in startling and arresting ways. There are children that, too, all interacting with a central character in the drama, Jesus of Nazareth. He is a first-century itinerant preacher who ends up dead, executed by Roman occupying forces. It's a human story, a tragedy, if you will, with the central character moving inexorably towards his fate. And yet it's not a tragedy. This is good news. And while it's a human story, it's also a story shot through from top to bottom with transcendence, with divinity. There's a light from far beyond that breaks through into this human story. The veil of the temple is torn apart from top to bottom. A light shines out in majesty on the mountain of transfiguration. As we read and reread this story, the boundary between heaven and earth seems thin. Were it just a human story, then it would be purely of historical interest, a reminiscence from the past. And yet this story declares itself as a story of truly cosmic dimensions, where, as we listen to the story of Jesus, God is at work. And Mark's Gospel announces itself as a story both human and divine in those opening words. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Long before Israel's kings had been declared to be sons of God, in Jesus' own time, Roman emperors following Augustus Caesar declared themselves to be son of God, before whom all should do homage. And now Mark declares for all time the true son of God. Only this king ends up dead on a tree. As the centurion will say in Mark's gospel from the foot of the cross, truly this man was son of God. So Mark's Gospel is new. And Mark's Gospel is news. To hear it is to hear an announcement. And what does it announce? 
A few verses later, in chapter 1 of Mark's Gospel, we hear Jesus himself declaring the Gospel, the good news. And what is this Gospel? It's the coming of the Kingdom of God. It's the coming of the new, of the future, of the time when the troubles of the present will be decisively put right and there will be the reign of God's perfect peace. Mark straight away goes about telling us about this good news. And he does so, not by pointing to the future, but by delving from the start into Israel's past. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. You won't find those words in the Old Testament. Interestingly, Mark has stitched them together from different places. But the most important source Mark draws on is the prophecy of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 40 we read, A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places are plain. Isaiah 40 was written at a time of national crisis. The exile in Babylon was the supreme crisis in Israel's history. It felt as if they had lost everything. And yet out of this trauma, the prophet announces a new exodus, a return to Zion. And a few verses later, the prophet declares, Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. Mark was writing his gospel at a time of crisis and announcing good news. In a few weeks we'll hear the glad tidings that the angels bring. The word angel just means messenger. And the gospel, the evangel, is the good message, the glad tidings that we need to hear. Because we live in our own way at a time of crisis, of multiple crises, vaccine or no vaccine. And yet through it all, in the midst of it all, we are invited to hear good news, where the world out of crisis can be made new. And as the good news is announced to us, as it exists fundamentally as message, you and I are invited to share the good news, to be good news. We do that by allowing hope yet to breathe, to speak into our worlds. <laughs>